Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-funded, crowd-driven feature where we rely on your questions to sustain a conversation about economics, political philosophy, culture, morality, all those things that matter to us in our life together as citizens. And today's question is a bit of a multi-part one. It comes from Matthew. And it's about the Trudeau Liberal administration's policy of denying summer job grants to anyone who will not explicitly endorse abortion on demand. And he says, in the first place, since most of the groups targeted by this are in fact religious, some people say this is an attack on freedom of religion. But other people say religious groups shouldn't be getting money from the state. And he adds, since abortion is not in fact a charter right, is there any chance that this policy will be overturned by some sort of lawsuit? And in the first place, I think that this policy is an attack, not so much on freedom of religion, but on freedom of conscience, of which freedom of religion is a very important part. For many people, right and wrong come from a supreme being, a lawgiver, that there is a natural law which we can obey or break, but which we cannot change. But more broadly, in the English-speaking world, the fundamental idea of liberties is that they're not special privileges to do this or that because the state thinks it's good that you should be able to. They come out of prohibitions on either government or private actors preventing you from doing things. Thus, you know, my right of free speech fundamentally means that nobody can interfere with my renting or purchasing a property and you're coming to hear me if you happen to want to do it. It isn't some special defined privilege. Nevertheless, this policy, since most opposition to abortion does seem to come out of people who are religious, is an attack on the place of religion in our common life. On the other hand, I agree that religious groups should not be getting money from the state, but that's because I don't think anybody really should be getting money from the state. The job of the government is to prevent force and fraud. It's not to decide who's been naughty and who's been nice, unless you have done something so naughty that you have either lied to somebody and robbed them in the process, or you have directly attacked them. For instance, I would not have there be such a thing as charitable status. Why is it the business of the government, whether one organization is so is doing so much good that it should get money from people who didn't want to give it to them? Because that's what tax breaks do. They mean you give a donation to an organization, you get some money back, you get it from somebody who didn't support the organization. And that too, I think, is an attack on freedom of conscience, on freedom of association, on all those liberties that go into a free people creating a good society together. But if you're going to have this sort of stuff, you certainly shouldn't target people because they happen to think things that the Prime Minister and those around him don't think. I will add in passing, since the Prime Minister self-identifies as Roman Catholic and the Roman Catholic Church is firmly against abortion, uh, he really ought to either leave the church or make some effort to live up to what it says. Otherwise, he's a hypocrite, as well as, in a minor kind of key, repressive. Now, Matthew's also right. Abortion is not a charter right. The advocates say it is, as though sheer repetition could turn a falsehood into a truth. But at least last time it came before the Supreme Court, and that was you know, generations ago in terms of the evolving jurisprudence of the living tree, it was in 1988. The court struck down the existing abortion law, but they made very clear what sorts of things, in their view, what sort of restrictions on abortion would pass constitutional muster. I, I don't know if they do that again today, but at least in terms of judicial precedent, it is a f either a mistake or a flat-out falsehood to say that there is a right to abortion in the Constitution. The, the idea that you could have a right to what we have right now in Canada, which is there, there are no restrictions on abortion at any stage in a pregnancy, has nothing to do with anything that the Supreme Court ever said. 
and parenthetically, it goes very much against what Pierre Trudeau, when he created the charter, said was in it. And he himself promised uh, the Archbishop of Toronto that if the court ever found a right to abortion in the charter, he would invoke the notwithstanding clause. Yes, he, Pierre Trudeau. How times change. The final question, though, would a lawsuit succeed? I think very probably not. And there are a couple of reasons. One is the court has clearly evolved in its path toward essentially, if I may put it this way, embracing the radical sexual agenda. I think it's very hard to believe that the court would uphold any kind of severe restrictions on abortion right now. And you must remember about the charter. This is a separate topic, except it trenches everything to do with charter. The problem in the charter, it's not the notwithstanding clause, for better or worse. It's section one that says that you're guaranteed these rights only to the extent that uh, limitations on them can be justified in a free and democratic society. And the Supreme Court has a very troubling habit. When someone comes before them and says, my rights have been infringed, my traditional liberty rights, they say first, oh yes, it's true, your rights have been infringed. It's not trivial, it's quite a serious thing. And they go, ah, but it's justified in a free and democratic society because we like the outcome. And I think if the court is sympathetic to abortion, there is nothing in the charter that can stop them in light of section one from saying, yeah, absolutely, it's now a charter right. It wasn't there, the authors didn't think it was there, but we in our great wisdom have seen that it's there. All of which means what we need is Canadians who are opposed, in some cases, to abortion, but in other cases simply to infringements on freedom of conscience. To stand up and say, we don't want the government playing favorites. Because in the end, whatever's in the written constitution, liberty lies in the hearts of men and women, as Judge Learned Hand famously said. And if it dies there, no law, no constitution, no court can save it. Many of us oppose this policy because we are pro-life. But the critical point, and where we should, we may not, but we should find allies from a much wider kind of section of the politically engaged community, is that this policy is an affront to freedom of conscience. And we should all believe in freedom of conscience, which must mean, if it means anything, the freedom of people to disagree with us as well as with the government. So, yes, it is an attack on freedom of religion. No, religious groups shouldn't get money from the government because nobody should. No, abortion is not a charter right, at least certainly not unlimited abortion pending the Supreme Court's next decision. But the route to fixing this is not legal action. It is a public that truly values liberty, including the liberty of people who do not share their own views. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor and you'd like to submit a question, this URL will tell you how to do it. If you think this feature and my other work are deserving of support, everything I do is crowdfunded, so please click here and make a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution to enable me to continue. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.